Oh, welcome back. Trots Live Tuesday. So we're already excited. And I think Tim and I could talk about Hunter Cup and Great Southern Star for the next probably 72 hours and still be discussing it. Andrew Spagnolo from the TAB joins us. Andrew, how are you, mate? Whereabouts are you today? Good, thanks. Just working working away to try and get these the rest of these markets uh, done down in Sydney and hopefully, or up in Sydney in your case, and hopefully get some um, good fields, good products, and not too many overs for your punters. Uh, well, we're, we're dead against you because we're trying to pick the eyes <laughs> out of it. So it's a battle royale that's happened for, well, since two blokes started betting on probably two flies crawling up a wall in about, or might have been a cave wall in about 500 years ago. But now, right, first and foremost, mate, I would say, in my mind, we run a Hunter Cup a hundred times and Leap to Fame would win it from gate five or six, maybe half the time, 50 times of the hundred. So I would have sort of think he'd be closer to $2, but you've got him at $1.35. So straight away, I think he's unders, but then it's hard to find who to back to beat him, if that makes sense. The last part makes sense. Uh, the first part, I would say perhaps you wouldn't need to run it that many times. I think I think he'll win this race nine times out of ten for the for the reason you stated at the end. Just a bit of a question mark on where the where the others are up to, particularly um, in this case, Catch Your Wave. Given that the gun draw, he really does hold the key to the race in every way. And um, if he turns up, and when I say if he turns up, he's a very consistent horse. But if he brings his best, he will give Leap to Fame something to beat. That's for sure. Andrew, Tim O'Connor here, mate. Great to have you on again. Um, do you? My thoughts were that Leap to Fame would drift by start time and the money would probably come for Catch a Wave. Um, uh, what are you like at forecasting these things and do you agree with me that the money will... The people will sort of look elsewhere away from the $1.35 favourite and potentially that money will come for Catch a Wave? At the moment, looking at the book, I actually couldn't couldn't tell you for certain which way I, I believe it'll go. I think Catchaway's first up run, in my opinion, he sprinted as good as he um, could have sprinted and went as good as he could have gone given the, mm. the race shape. So if people are willing to forgive that run or say that was a or acknowledge that was a great run, I think the money would come for Catchaway. If people are starting to wonder if Catch and Wave and Leap to Fame uh, are, are on the same level or anywhere near it, uh, and, and if they do think Leap to Fame's got his measure, I have a feeling Catch a Wave could even drift. I think the sticking point is the Eureka, particularly given it was run over a bit of a distance. And Leap to Fame, despite not winning the race, was far superior on that night to what we saw Leap, uh, Catch a Wave do. And if that's the chain of thought punters take, we, we could actually see, as crazy as it sounds, Leap to Fame firm and Catch a Wave drift. The interesting runner and the one that you think wouldn't have too much issue with the trip is Don't Stop Dreaming. He was a tricky horse to price. Nothing wrong with his run first up. In fact, it was a terrific first up effort. But the draw does make it sticky, particularly if Leap to Fame gets the top, which, in my opinion, unfortunately, for, for the race as a spectacle, I think he's a big chance of doing. Oh, yeah, I, yeah okay. I think I agree with it. Just one more f- from me, Toby. Um, have you taken any significant early bet yet, Andrew, on the Hunter Cup? On the Hunter Cup itself, we haven't. Um, whether or not punters are still sort of digesting um, what, what what comes of the draw, I, I don't know. I can tell you, Leap to Fame in the uh, pre-nom and in this case, all in book, he is um, the worst way and was was fairly popular. And when I say fairly popular, he, he's 
a lot more popular. It's, it appears on the the futures on or in New South Wales and Queensland because he seems to have a roadmap that where he's destined to race there a bit more frequently, whereas it's a little bit of unknown with the Victorian features. So I think that helped us not lay him um, as heavy as we have in the past. But that said, he's clearly the worst way, and Catch a Wave is also um, what our second worst way. So he has has he has had admirers. Um, despite perhaps not not winning a feature of late, I've just checked the Oxford Dictionary, and it, there's a new word being added called encipherism, and it means when a horse beats leap to fame after he sits parked. And I'm just wondering which horse is going to have encipherism on Saturday night, Andrew. I think it could be Don't Stop Dreaming. He's the most obvious one. If they if Catch a Wave leads and Leap to Fame takes five six hundred meters to get to the chair and then sits parked, and those two go to war in a sense from the 1400 meter mark who's the encipher in this race is it you've already alluded to don't stop dreaming but it could be spirit of st louis it could be max delight off a leader's back it could be curly james he's fresh up off off a shepherd and cup we know how good he is fresh up it just seems like every other horse is sort of the same chance of winning the race if that makes sense yeah, see where you're coming from, and a lot of these horses have clearly taken different paths to this year's Hunter Cup, which is perhaps not as common. I think Spirit of St. Louis, um, above the four of those four mentioned, is the most likely. I thought he was terrific last start, driven almost against his pattern, and to um, to do what he did, I thought was sensational. Uh, hopefully, he can he can back it up seven days later. Uh, apart from those, you, you, you are um, alluding, what well, you're alluding to is spot on. You're going to mm. get a great price about a good horse come jump time on Saturday night if you're willing to bet outside the two favourites. Yeah, very much so. Well, uh, you happy with that, Tim, or you got any more? You want to roll on one, a great one, one more. Yeah. Um, one more on the, on the Hunter Cup. Well, it's probably, it goes to all markets, Andrew, but these sort of races, do you tend to see um, more or, or some significant place wagering when there's a, such a prohibitive favourite? I mean, not a lot of people want to get involved at a dollar thirty-five, um, and in particular in harness racing, you, you can you can sometimes land the map the right way. And I mean, there's good place bets on offer. Do you expect some some decent place wages to come across the course of the week? On betting thus far, the theory is spot on. So the, the, our two worst ways are actually um, place bets on Can't Find a Better Man, which is the emergency, and Max Delight. So I think people are um, already in tune with that way of thinking that given the favourite is potentially around its right price or even too short to bet on, that there, there could be value along the, along the fence in this case with those two we just mentioned. It's a little bit, little bit tricky, I guess, for punters to step in on yeah. a place, but in particular, given we don't know if Can't Find a Better Man is going to gain a start, at a guess, nine times out of ten, maybe even higher, the emergency doesn't get a run. Would you be happy if the emergency drew the outside second row every time, you know, an example like this? Because it just gives the assurity to the punter on what the barrier draw is going to look like. Yeah, as a former handicapper, I see all sides of it. Yeah. And I understand there's, there's actually no right or wrong in my opinion, way of doing it, there's going to be pros and cons. It's a bit unfair for the the owner of the uh, emergency to always potentially either start, um, be, be drawn um, on the outside of the field or the confusion that happens if you've got, for instance, number two is scratched, so number 13 or number 14 in this case, uh, sorry, 13 in this case, would start from gate two, so or uh, whichever draw he takes of the scratch runner. So there is no perfect system. Unfortunately, the way the marbles fell this time, it's highlighted the issue with, mm. with doing it this way. 
Um, I'm open to to uh, new processes or new ideas. Uh, I just don't have the the golden bullet at the moment, yeah. or silver bullet in this case. Great answer. Uh, yeah. yeah. I sat on the fence. You, you got to sit on the fence sometimes. Well played, Andrew. Uh, great, great Southern star is intriguing. And I think, well, Tim and I were talking about the second heat more than the first heat. And RC Phoenix led in a Mary Mile and went 153.8. If he repeats that, what does Just Believe got to do in a heat of a great Southern star? He's got to come from the second row and run his last mile in 152.5 to beat RC Phoenix. $6 RC Phoenix, uh, I might have to quit my role as a race day judge and open an account, Andrew. It's definitely one that I probably overlook. He's, a, he's been a bit of a bugbearer of mine. I, I seem to be on the wrong side of him when I price him. When I price him too short, he's not. there's not much interest. But when I price him too long, punters don't miss. And he's he's a talking point of the two heats. He's, he's a clear of those in the market anyway. He's a clear firmer and he is a worse way um, of any runner under $10. So... Uh, punters are definitely aligned to your way of thinking. Uh, I'm not so certain that the math's that, that clear early. And, and the, the reason being, you've got a few other horses that, that, that almost have to try their hand to qualify. The likes of Queen Leader, I'm Ready Chair, Olivici, um, that they've proven in the past they're willing to go forward. However, given the, the numbers you just quoted, uh, just believe um, Harry, as he's affectionately known, will have to be on his game in both the heat and the final if he's to take out this year's great Southern star. And, Fortunately, unfortunately for Harry, fortunately for, for race fans, um, both the heat and finals are now going to be great clashes. I've got Chris Sinatio on later in the show, so we might be able to help you out a bit there, Andrew. <laughs> Tim, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, well, interested in how you um, – could you talk us through the process of pricing a, a race like this, Andrew? Obviously, it's, it's it's unique in harness racing, of course, um, the two heats and then these horses, the qualifiers have got to back up a couple of hours later in the final. And, and you've obviously also put up an all-in market. So you've got two heat markets and an all-in market. And I think Just Believes a dollar fifty to win the final and a dollar thirty to win the heat. Talk us through the process and, and how difficult it is to price a, a race like this. This series in particular, the Great Southern Star, is an exception to almost all pricing. You've got to price it on either the assumption the favourite will be um, better for the heat run and perhaps um, spot on in the final, which means at times we may see a lack of tempo. I, what we've seen at Harry, it just does appear to be next level and I have a feeling the price clearly this at this stage might be too short, but I can't see him drifting that much either because he, he really has gone to a level that these that the rest of these don't appear to be on. And does that lead itself to to a chance that there's a hand up in the run? It may look silly, but as you touched on, they, they do have to race two hours um, later. If RC cops a lot of heat early, if he is deleted, does he consider taking a sit for those reasons? So I, I probably, in, 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 in all honesty, um, perhaps went up short, not factoring the heat versus final situation, meaning that, uh, as we touched on, things could go against him in the heat, but he may still prove too good in the final. So perhaps dollar fifty come jump time. I can't see it getting much longer than that, given what we're seeing on the racetrack okay. at present. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. Got a clearer commitment here, mate. Uh, we'll do it all again next week with you, and uh, we'll be turning our attention to the Cranbourne Cup then, hopefully. Sounds good, guys. Talk then. There's Andrew Bagnola. Tim, we'll clear a commitment. We'll come back. And I want a $100 spend from you for both the Great Southern Star and the Hunter Cup.